Hey, this is In My Humble Opinion with Chaz Douglas. I have a very special guest. I have Dr. Desmond Daniel with me today. Thank you, Dr. Des, for your time and, and coming on today. Hey, Chaz, I just have to tell you, I'm extremely proud of you, and I'm grateful to have this opportunity to be a part of this experience, man. You're doing great things, and I just want to be a part of your support team. Thank you. Before we start, I, I do want to start off with this. So, sure. Dr. Des, for the listeners, Dr. Des was my assistant principal in sixth, seventh, eighth grade, and you know I, I have a lot of respect for you. I look, I looked up to you. I still look up to you, uh, w- what you're doing, and and then we were also reconnected when you became the executive minister at Mount Olive, right. and so going into education, I, I really appreciate your support your your mm-hmm. encouragement just being an inspiration to me um one of the things you probably don't know that you you helped me with is right before i got deployed you know mm-hmm. we met i met with met with you in your office and yeah. you know i i just recently graduated with my masters in educational leadership and so you mm-hmm. gave me some some coaching tips and gave me some some things that I could do do in the meantime while I was you know in while I was being deployed or while I was deployed right. and one of the things you said I I wasn't able to do exactly but I was able to do something similar you told me about doing like periscope videos yep. or something like that to mm-hmm. like kind of to dis, to discuss and go over some of the the knowledge and information that I I knew as far as being a school leader and so I'm I got a job, Dr. Des, in leadership doing similar, you know, align contribute to what you did. Like I I didn't wow. do Periscope. What right. I did was I did uh recorded some YouTube videos on like okay. you know, educational uh, instructional leadership, conflict mm-hmm. management, certain things that, you know, leaders need to know. And so when I was Going over my you know my my resume, I put on the link, I put my YouTube link on there, and so mm-hmm. one of the administrators said that contributed to me getting the job because they were able not only doing the Skype interviews, but they were able to see sure. some of the, the the topics and concepts that I knew based on those videos. So mm-hmm. I really, you know, I want to thank you for that, and sure. I appreciate you know your your the time that you uh, poured into me. I said the only thing I got against you, Doctor Dez, is when I was in middle school. Uh-huh. In middle school, Doctor Dez, y'all, you know, I played basketball and y'all beat me yeah, at the yeah. in the staff versus student game. So that's only, and I wasn't able to get back with you, get back at you with that. So that's all. I did pretty good, but y'all, y'all, y'all got the W. So I, I do want to. Oh yeah, I recall. I, I recall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like Doctor Dez and the staff. They took us out. So yeah, I, that's the yeah. only thing I got to get you. But yeah. Doctor Dez, I, I, you know what? You know what, Chaz? I I was looking through some things and I found that T-shirt that I wore okay just about a week ago, and the T-shirt said "Show No Mercy." <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. You was y'all were not playing. Y'all were not playing. So. That's the only thing I got, you know, I have to say, but on the, on the series, no, I do really appreciate, you know, your, the, the time and the, and the, uh, you know, support that you've given me over sure. the years. I will tell you, um, you certainly were deserving of it. Uh, you know, a great young man with a great mind wanting to do some things and contribute to the community in any way that you could. So I really wasn't surprised when you said you wanted to go into education. And, uh, so it was, it was, 
you know, it was it's very simple. It was very simple for me to have those conversations with you and offer you what level of support I could. So thank you. Thank you again. And and, and I come to you, Dr. Diz, and I came to you because and it and it's gonna go into the show, is because mm-hmm. you have done well in that area. And anytime that somebody is successful, you that's who you wanna, you know, follow and sure. try to at least get some wisdom from. So the what I wanted to ask you is what strengths, what skills that you built during, mm-hmm. you know, during your time is, you know, w- mm-hmm. whatever you were working on that contributed sure. to you climbing the ladder because you, you were assistant, you know, you were our assistant principal mm-hmm. and you were a principal, I think at mm-hmm. B- Buena Vista, then you came mm-hmm. back to Bridgeport as a superintendent what mm-hmm. what would you say like those skills? What did you do to climb yeah. that ladder like that? Yeah, I, I will tell you, first of all, um, education. Uh, education is a liberating process. I got my bachelor's in psychology. And then after the bachelor's in psychology, I went forward to get my master's in education. And at that time, I was working at Delta College. Uh, and as you know, uh, I had a call to ministry. So when the call to ministry came, uh, when I experienced that and, and worked through it with uh, one of the bishops in Saginaw, Bishop Williams, um, I accepted the call to ministry. So I walked away from that education piece, like pursuing an opportunity to move forward in education. And I went to seminary. Okay. So I went to Vanderbilt. And I, that's where I got my master's in theology. And after completing my master's in theology, I was looking for employment and I couldn't find a job. I really couldn't find a job. And at that time, a good friend, uh, Dave Lewis, Dr. Dave Lewis, and you know, Dr. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the principal at Bridgeport at one point. Right. So he and I worked in the college setting and uh, he gave me a call while I was at Vanderbilt and said, hey, were you looking to come back to the area? Were you looking to get into education and all of that kind of thing? And I said, sure. You know, that's where my, my background is in. And uh, he said, well, call tomorrow. Got an opportunity for you to have a conversation with the middle school principal. And she's looking for someone. And I think that you could fit the bill. And uh, I had a, a conversation with Gloria Novak, who recently passed, as you know, yeah. and she was just an angel. Yes. Uh, when it came to education, she there was no one like her. But I interviewed with her. And uh, it, it's it's a long story, but I'll make it short. I was actually I graduated from Vanderbilt, didn't know what the next step was going to be, took a great leap of faith and uh, borrowed some money, okay. borrowed some money so I could drive back up to Michigan from Tennessee, interviewed for the opportunity. They offered a second interview. I was only prepared to be there for a couple of days. Uh, that interview uh, was extended to a Monday. And I said, OK, we're going to stay. And uh Lo and behold, they offered the opportunity. So the biggest thing was education, making sure that I was academically prepared. And the second thing, as you could well imagine, is the spiritual foundation that I believe is very, very critical for any person's success, especially when you uh, when you're going into uncharted territories. Mm -hmm. So. So, yeah, those are two things, the educational preparation and the spiritual background. I want to talk. I want you said spiritual background and you say you took a leap of faith. Mm hmm. I, my my question is, how do you know, like, what's that process when you, is it, like, obviously it's, it's trusting God, but mm-hmm. I, I'm just curious to know your process as far as, you said you didn't know what, what was going to be right. the next step. So mm-hmm. what's, like, can you go into what, sure, what you're sure. thinking and, and what, sure. what what's going on in your mind and, and maybe yeah. some prayers yeah. that you have with Absolutely. God? 
Yeah. So again, um, the academic preparation was critically important. I think that God has always led me to uh, serve in academics and whatever it is that I would do, that I would be prepared. So education has always been a part of everything that I've done. So if it's uh, in education specifically, if it's business leadership and development, if it's coaching, training, et cetera, the educational portion was always important because you got to have a fundamental base. No matter what kind of base you have, you got to have a fundamental mm-hmm. uh, academic base. You couple that with the spiritual base uh, and there's nothing that you cannot do. So when I decided to go back to school uh, and go to seminary, it was truly I was in church one Sunday and the Lord said, get up and go home. It was a Sunday evening service, got up, went home. And I, at this point, I'm trusting God. OK, God, what you going to tell me to do now? I'm standing at the uh, the kitchen sink. I remember it mm-hmm. standing at the kitchen sink and I'm just washing the dish, washing this over and over because I'm like, OK, God, what do you want me to do? And at that time, um, uh, Renee uh, came into the kitchen and Renee said, Des, God told me that you need to go back to school. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I was already preparing to go to school, but that's a, a true, a huge leap. We had a daughter. Mm-hmm. We both had our master's degree. And going back to school for us meant that we were going to be leaving our home in Saginaw, Michigan, to go somewhere else. Okay. And so God offered that as confirmation. Oh, and okay. okay. The confirmation made it that much easier to settle in my mind. But then there were still some challenges that went along with just picking up and moving a family and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, again, it's the education coupled with the spiritual uh, background that really, really makes a difference. And everybody has a leadership style. And I believe all of those, your leadership style is developed through all of those experiences. Because if you can, yeah, if you can take your, your life experience and meld that into whatever you're doing professionally, that makes for a better experience because mm-hmm. you're coming from a place that you've lived and not a place that the textbook has driven you. That's good. That's good. Dr. Des. So you're, you're a school administrator. And then, like you mm-hmm. said, you, you, you're getting, you know, went to Vanderbilt mm-hmm. for theology. Mm-hmm. What would you say, you were strong in when you became, because you, you know, like I said, we reconnected because you came back sure. to, to, you know, you, you were the executive minister at, at mm-hmm. Mount Olive. What mm-hmm. were you strong in becoming, ha- been, having that, that ad- school administrator mm-hmm. uh, experience? And then what were some challenges? Because I know sure. school and church are different. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But Again, there, there are some similarities because when you talk about people, people are people, the saints and the ain'ts. We're yeah, all that's people. true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so once you once you learn how to just talk with people and develop relationships, meaningful de- relationships with people, it really, really makes a difference. You know, everybody wants to be heard. Everybody wants an opportunity to tell their story in one way or another. If it's their life story, if it's a short experience, people want to hear that or, or want to be heard. So one of the best things that I could take into the experience of being an executive minister was the listening ear. The academic side of it prepared me. Yeah, the academic side prepared me for managing a budget. It prepared me for administration relative to uh, managing people, workforce, projects, things of that nature. The academic side did that because that told me how to, you know, dot the I's, cross the T's and how to communicate with business owners, banks and things of that nature. But it was the the human side that allowed me to have a conversation. Okay. You know what I mean? Yes. So, and, and, and sometimes it's a matter of reading your audience and okay. when you know your audience, you're able to communicate with them, with, to them and with them in a manner that gets your point across. 
it's no sense to me. You know, one of the things I used to do at middle school, uh, one of the middle school students and never chased, never chased, never had this problem <laughs> with you, sir. But if one of the middle schools were middle school students were having a problem and they started to use Saturday words, right? And oh, Saturday words okay. were not acceptable yeah. in school. So this kid is cussed and they've come down to the office and now they're in trouble and they're saying, uh, Mr. Daniel, I'm sorry, I, I just made a mistake and I, I'll never do it again. And I, and I would, you know, have you ever spoken French before? And they're like, nah. <laughs> Never spoke French. You ever spoke German before? No, no, I didn't. I didn't speak any German. Well, the truth of the matter is the word that you said in public is probably a word that you said in private and you made the mistake of saying it in a place that was inappropriate. Mm -hmm. So let's not let's not say it was a mistake and that you didn't mean to say it. No, you probably meant to say it. You just didn't mean to be heard. Yes. yes, (laughs) And so and it's so just those kinds of life applications have always been helpful because tell the person the truth. And, and get them to realize, OK, I need to be truthful about my own experience, because if I'm going to tell a lie to somebody, it starts with myself mm-hmm. and then it extends from myself to somebody else. And no telling how many times I said it to myself until I came up with one that I thought was believable and acceptable. And once I came up with one that was believable and acceptable, then I tried it out publicly. You mm-hmm. know, so the kid that says I made a mistake. Now, you didn't told yourself that you <laughs> made a mistake. To the point that you're trying to believe you. Well, yeah, I don't yeah, believe that. Yeah. <laughs> so, it, but again, it's it's the academic preparation. It's the um, spiritual side and and trusting God that God is going to use me to do the work that was intended. Yeah. So it's re- it's yielding, yielding your skills, yielding your your common sense experiences, your learned experiences, and all of those things to whatever the setting and situation brings. Yeah, I had um, I talked with Pastor Smith last Mm -hmm. week and he said something similar as far as Mm -hmm. building those you know building those relationships so they can they can trust you Mm -hmm. where do you think that is is that where you get that from as far as knowing how to do that is that Mm -hmm. because that they don't like you say is that that's not in the textbook is it right (laughs) well i mean they may tell you that that's something important but it's up to you to develop it as for me you know i I grew up two older brothers one younger sister a fairly large uh family on my mom's side and then a bit of a smaller family on my dad's side but we we all grew up spending time together so we we still i'm from that generation where on every sunday you went to grandma's house Mm -hmm. and while you sit in that grandma's house you're exposed to everything good bad and indifferent you learn how to navigate situations with grown-ups you learn how to navigate situations with peers. You know, learn how to grab, uh, you know, uh, work through situations that may have resulted from somebody in the community being invited to grandma's house. You know, so what's what's my pecking order and all of that thing, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and as the little guy, sometimes the youngest person in the room, children should be seen and not heard. So you had to figure out when you could use your voice. Okay. You had to figure out, you know, you had to figure out um, if they're talking grown up talk. Or if they're talking about something that a child can be involved in. And uh, so learning through all of that and navigating through growing up in my neighborhood. You know, I was born on 9th Street between Burton and Walnut. Oh, okay. and, uh, <laughs> yeah. And, and in 1965, Saginaw was considered to be the model city for the United States of America. And, and that's the place that I came from. So from I was born in 66, but like I went to college in 84 
And in 84, I saw a newspaper article that said that Saginaw was the homicide capital mm. of the United States. So in just that many years, things had shifted and turned. But I was in, in that living through that experience. Okay. So it wasn't something that I read about. I learned. Okay. So I learned to talk to the numbers man, the dope dealer, mm -hmm. you know, my teacher, my preacher, the politicians that, you know, all of that. So you learn um, through exposing yourself or getting yourself involved in those kinds of, you know, endeavors. I was very involved throughout high school and all that stuff. So, you know, just becoming involved like yourself, get mm -hmm. entrenched in your community. Mm -hmm. If you become entrenched in your community, that exposes you to all types of individuals. And the goal has always been to learn from every interaction. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, so Dr. Des, how would you say the school and being a school administrator and then a church administrator, how, mm -hmm. how would you, how would you contrast the two? Um, I think the, the, you deal with grace in both experiences. I was a disciplinarian when I was at the middle school, mm -hmm. I was a disciplinarian at the high school. Uh, then the superintendent piece uh, was administration, you know, doing everything. Um, I think the contrast is when you're dealing with um, church people, I think it's just the label of saints and church people. You know, we, that's a label that goes on. But everybody needs help. Mm -hmm. So so when I'm dealing with the public and the K-12 experiences, uh, a lot of that was I need help, but I don't want you to tell me how I can get past this situation. Oh, okay. And dealing with the church community, more people sought advice. Oh, more okay. people. So, so that was one layer that was removed. Now, you still have to credential yourself. You still have to prove yourself to be worthy, all of those kind of things. But mm -hmm. that was one thing that was, you know, Dr. Dez is here. They know they people knew me from the community growing up in Saginaw. So a lot of the things that individuals may have to do, I didn't have to struggle through that because I was tested i was from the community they knew me that's good oh, that makes a difference and and, Huge and, difference. and i i can say this being in being in a, a school leader but you know because it's, it's different with urban or and suburban schools oh, yeah. building relation building positive relationships are, is very important with with oh, our sure. urban in our urban schools because mm -hmm. you know you 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 know they they begin to respect you and and they Absolutely. know you care and everything so that sure. that's that's sure that's great i mean yeah, trust is critically important in any kind of relationship. And I think, you know, again, I came from that generation where you just do what the teacher said because that's what the teacher said. And if you don't do it, then I'm going to call your mama and then you're going to be in trouble. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, that that has changed to a greater degree. And so now it has to be uh, uh, as a teacher, as an administrator, you have to develop uh, relationships with the students and the community so that you will be seen as a trusted adult and not just someone who has the credential. Mm -hmm. You you talked about change and how things change. You you know you say you're born in '66, so yeah. I know you know in the '80s and '90s. Yeah. How would you, how would you say dating has like how is dating compared? You know, dating in the '80s, oh '90s God. compared to wow. 2020, the '20s. Boy, like, how would you? Uh, oh boy, what that's now that is a. Uh... That's a big one. I spent a lot of time talking to friends about that whole thing. As you know, um, <laughs> I was I was married and um, and got a divorce. And since that time, I've been dating, gone on dates. Uh, I think the expect the biggest thing that surprises me is the expectations within the relationship that are just taken for granted. Like okay. communication, communication within a relationship to me is extremely important. Um, and it's for me, I'm a direct communicator. I'm going to mm -hmm. say it. 
Okay. You know, I'm going to say it. So I'm going to give you the appetite. I'm going to tell you what I don't like before we have the experience. So it's not a negative thing. Mm. You know, things are going well. I'm going to tell you what I don't like. So if you do something that rubs me the wrong way or that I share with you creates a, a, a level of anxiety for me, it makes me think, well, you must have did that on purpose because I told you what, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. please, please don't do that thing. But, okay. you know, it, dating today is is a lot different. I mean, we didn't have social media mm-hmm. like social media is, is now in the 80s. You know, we, we had cell phones, but those were the big ones that looked like a <laughs> yeah, briefcase. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. we, we didn't have Internet like we do now. We didn't have Facebook. We didn't have Instagram. We didn't have, you know, all of these different um, mechanisms that people use now to just develop relationships and, and communicate. So a lot of the difference is, um, again, that's that communication piece. Mm-hmm. I, I would prefer to communicate with you in person versus texting all day mm-hmm. or, or, you know, all that. But every one of those things has a place yes and yes. And, and society supports it so it may not have been my ball of wax but you have to you know you learn you learn yeah so I, the the what i'm i'm curious about when you say say you're direct which is mm-hmm. good do you feel like being older like you don't have the time to you know <laughs> like are you i'm not going to say you're not you're impatient but you just sure, like sure. hey this is what I like. This is what, you know, don't, you know, I don't like when you do this. Is it, yeah, yeah, is it yeah, more yeah. like you just going through, you know, you, you're quicker to what you know, what you like. And, and so you just not wasting your time. Like what's. Ooh, yeah. And, and, and certainly not, that's not the first conversation as you can. Well, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, that yeah. Came to mind. So for me, honestly, I don't want to waste anyone's time and I don't want to waste my time. <laughs> yeah. Most importantly, what I, what I want to do is build a relationship because mm-hmm. not all relationships end up wherein the individuals are dating or, or that they get married, sometimes it's just a meaningful relationship. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I've always felt that communication was critically important. So that's what I, I sought to do. I want to tell you who I am. I don't want you to guess about who I am. If you have questions, just ask me and I do my very best to answer. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, none of us are perfect. So you try your very best to develop, you know, relationships that are based upon um, truth for you relationships that allow you to build trust one with another and things of that nature. Um, and you, you just go forward and do your absolute best. The big difference is to me, again, that social media It's difficult for you to say, well, you know, I'm a man of God, a child of Christ, and I got a Facebook page that says that I'm doing everything. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, you've been discovered, sir. Uh, so, you know, that's that's one of those things. You, I, I just I never got into Facebook relative to telling all of my personal business, mm-hmm. but I I would share some things from time to time. But individuals now are that they live through Facebook. Mm-hmm. You know, they want everyone to know where they are, what they're doing, how they're doing, what the status of their relationships, job mm-hmm. status, financial status. And, and, and that's really not me. Uh, so, you know, just learning to deal with that dynamic um, has been interesting. So, so what would you say like is a good balance? What, what, what do you think is a good balance or if somebody put it, putting too much on there? Like if, if you're dating some, someone, Dr. Dale, have you had to have a conversation like, Hey, you know, I don't want you to post that or, you know, because some people do post a lot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, uh, in a relationship and, uh, the young lady enjoyed posting pictures okay. uh, of us, you know, and she was yeah. like, well, why, why haven't you posted any pictures of us? I was like, uh, I, I really just don't do that. 
Mm-hmm. And, she, and and she felt some kind of way about it, not necessarily positive or negative, but it was like, well, wait, I don't understand. Is it is it something you're trying to hide or no, it's just not something that I do. So it, it took some time for me to get into that space. Mm-hmm. OK. Yeah. So yeah. You, this is the thing. So I I knew you as Mr. Mr. Daniel. Now mm-hmm. you're Dr. Des. Mm-hmm. And so you. You know, you're a preacher, you're an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. you, you're a speaker. Mm-hmm. What do you feel like being, you're almost like a, a, a celebrity, Dr. Des. Really, you <laughs> know what I mean? You, 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 you Kappa, you know, you, you yeah. got that. And so would you say it is, it could be sometimes it was hard or it was challenging dating because you might, yeah. I mean, I know, yeah. I know a lot of people weren't. You know, they're, they're not into Kevin Samuels, but you would be considered like a high value man. Yeah. What you I say think, is is yeah, challenging knowing yeah. like, hey, this is this person is one. They, they want to date me for me compared to just dating me for my status and, you know, what it may look like. Mm-hmm. I think I think the challenge is um, whenever you, you have the opportunity to work in public and such as yourself, you've had the opportunity to work in education. So mm-hmm. if you work in education, that means that you have any number of students and their family members and the staff and their family members. And these individuals know you and know that side of you. So sometimes people look at that and they judge you based upon that. You know, the things that the Lord has blessed me that I was able to achieve, the mm-hmm. school uh, pledge and cap of, uh, you know, being recognized for various things. It's because of the work that went in. But that work only spoke to giving in that season. That work only spoke to education in that season. It, mm-hmm. um, but being the executive minister only spoke to ministry during that season. Being an entrepreneur speaks to uh, speaking, training, coaching in that season. So within the various seasons of our lives, there are things that we experience. And if you come to me in an experience or a season of growth, then it looks like all is well. Mm-hmm. But for every person that's a, that's a, a season leader, uh, or even someone that's in leadership or, or, or people follow them, they have ups and downs. Mm-hmm. And I think people get lost in the notion that, well, how could Dr. Dez have a down? Well, shoot, I've been bankrupt before. Mm-hmm. I was on food stamps. And, mm-hmm. you know, so what you heard was the positive accomplishments, but you don't know all of the things that allow me to stand in that positive position. Mm-hmm. So so part of it is, yeah, you know me now, but that's not all of me. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when, when again, when you're talking about relationships, it's about being open and communicating and, OK, I, you need to know I've gone through this. I've gone through that. You know, I've had some experiences that I've done wonderfully well Like the Lord is really, really blessed. But I've also had to learn from some experiences. OK. And some of those learned experiences aren't the experiences that you I don't want you to go through what I had to go through, Chaz. Mm-hmm. But some of those things have to happen because God wants to mold you and teach mm-hmm. you and show you that, you know, you, you think that you're bad. You think that you everything mm-hmm. in the bag of chips, but let me humble you. Mm-hmm. Let me sh- slow you down just a little bit because there's something that you need to learn through this experience so that you can be great, not for you, but for me. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Dr. Dennis, how would you say, how has a woman helped you become a better man? I, I would uh, tell you, uh, uh, that's a great, great, uh, great question because my greatest supporters in my life, the greatest uh, individuals that have poured into me, um, you know, with no hesitation have been women. My mother, my grandmother, my aunts, you know, uh, 
I, for the most of my professional life, I had uh, female supervisors who okay. were always willing to pour into me. It wasn't until I got to Mount Olive uh, that the, for one of the first times that I had a, a male uh, administrator or leader mm-hmm. to show me support. But I mean, because the sisters, primarily sisters in my life, I can't say all, but the sisters just poured into me because I, I showed a level of interest. Mm. A yearning to grow, to be the best person that I could possibly be, even when I was doing knucklehead stuff. Mm. But, you know, those sisters, those influential women would had no problem with pulling me aside and saying, hey, now, you know, better than this mm. or, or or saying, hey, you did well here, but you need to focus here. You need to you know, spend some time developing uh, your public speaking skills, spend some time enhancing your vocabulary, mm-hmm. you know, spend some time developing meaningful relationships and not just these relationships that you have based upon the moment, mm-hmm. but a relationship that's going to last friendships that will last, you know? Um, and so that, all of that came from, from sisters, man, mm-hmm. honestly. And, um, when you think of women that have supported me, certainly, um, you know, Renee, I was married for 26 years, man. Mm-hmm. Wonderful sister. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. And uh, her pouring into me and her mom pouring into me and, uh, you know, all I, I wouldn't be where I am if it wasn't for them. Mm-hmm. I've never had a relationship where the individual that I was spending time with didn't pour into me. That's awesome. Yeah. Dr. This, how, how, how do you feel like you, you know, what's some things that you poured into a woman that you're dating or someone that that you are with that you can say, Hey, you know, I feel like I sharpened them in this area. Is is it something that you feel like you poured into some, a, a woman that you were oh, dating that, yeah, that you want to share? I, sure. I mean, when you think about relationships, again, it's based upon mutual growth. I always went into any relationship expecting that there would be, you know, that the whole thing with the puzzle piece, my job is to either give you a piece to your puzzle that's going to help you fulfill your life and be the person that you're destined to be. Or I have to be humble enough to receive a piece of my puzzle from you. So, um, I, you know, my nature has always been to give. So it's mm-hmm. been difficult for me to receive on that side of things. But the giving just came from being open and honest and sharing my honest thoughts and opinion relative to whatever the situation may be. And it's never good to give someone uh, contradicting information, information that doesn't sit well with their spirit, but that doesn't mean it's not true. Mm-hmm. It just didn't sit well with your spirit. Awesome. But it may have been something you needed to hear in that moment. And that was my responsibility. So, you know, we, we talked about the differences over time and dating. Mm-hmm. What about the, are there qualities that you're looking for in a woman that you didn't, that, as a older, as a, a older seasoned man that you, you see that you want now that you didn't look for when you were younger? I, I think, um, that's a great question. I think the difference now is, um, there are some things that, that, uh, make it challenging to compromise on, that's, you know, okay, um, okay. I, I, I want someone that I could trust with everything that I have, be mm-hmm. it little or be it great. I need to be able to trust you with what I have. That that means financially. That means emotionally. That means intellectually. That means, you know, everything that I have. If, if we're going to be together, I need to be able to trust you with everything that I have. And um, trust is something that's developed and not just given. So when we talked about, you know, the school experience and, and the kids feeling like you, they need to develop trust in you. Mm-hmm. That's developed. 
So some experiences may take place and you learn from the experiences relative to how much you can trust a person. So trust is critically important. Um, someone with a spiritual foundation, that goes without saying. You know, you don't have to go to church every time yeah. that the, the, the door is open. But but I need to know that you recognize that there is a higher power than yourself. And that higher power has a level of influence over everything that we do. And through yielding to that higher power, and for me, is Jesus Christ. Um, but yielding um, makes you open and recognize the fact that I don't know everything. That's I cool. can't control everything, you know, and because I can't, I might as well do what the creator would have me to do because I have a greater chance of being successful if I do that versus doing everything that I want to do. That's good. That's yeah. Good. So that's so, you know, that's that's important for me. So and, and you know, I love to talk to folks mm-hmm. in the public. Now, I don't do as much talking and, you know, I walk into the room and I'm comfortable being silent now, whereas okay. when I was younger. I wasn't comfortable with that. I felt like I needed to be seen. I needed to be heard, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But as you get older, you recognize that I don't need to control every room verbally in order to control the room. That's good. Yeah. Dr. Diz, do, do you, do you want to get married again? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't want to be by myself forever, okay. but I don't want to, I don't want to be married for the sake of being married. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be with the woman and marry the woman that uh, God has for me. Amen. And, and and the woman that I am for. Mm-hmm. So so you, one of the things that, you know, like I said, I've been talking about, you know, relationships and mm-hmm. and marriage and everything. And I'm you know, I'm still single, not in a relationship now, looking, looking, uh, praying and looking for my wife. Sure. What, what advice would you have for me as a you, you're doing one of the best things that you could possibly do is have these conversations. So. The conversations that you're engaging in right now that are meaningful, they are adding to your war chest. Okay. And when I say your war chest, they're adding to your 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 body of knowledge relative to relationships. Because mm-hmm. some of the information you'll get from people is just horrible. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. And if it's horrible information, you now have determined, oh, no, that's not information that I'm going to use. So, mm-hmm. OK, put that in the place where now you know what not to do. But more often than not, you're going to get sound advice from individuals who aren't telling you what to do, but things to be mindful of. Mm -hmm. So for me, uh, you're a young man of integrity and you've got a tremendous future ahead of you. So it will be important that you align yourself with someone that's going to be supportive of your future. Mm -hmm. Know enough about what they want to do so that you can be a helpmate to them and they're reaching their ultimate goals as well. I know you're spiritual, you're grounded. So you got to have somebody that has that that um, spiritual foundation, because that's a major part of who you are. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to have someone who has goals and ambitions, such as I spoke to before, but someone who says, okay, I'm I'm not the one that I I know enough about you, Chas, to know that you don't want the girl that go to the club (laughs) three times a week. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. (laughs) And and ain't ain't nothing wrong. If that's that's the girl you go here, but that's not me. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> so but but that a lot of that comes from conversation, just sitting back and being patient, mm. believing that the one that's for you is the one that's for you, you know, and being patient and letting the Lord guide that person into your presence instead of rushing it. Yeah. Some of the worst relationships I've had were relationships that I rushed. So it wasn't anything against them. They weren't bad people, but I rushed it. D- Dr. Diz, what, what would you say? Because I'm I'm waiting, and I you know we like you know I have standards. When you, when would you say someone? Not saying my standards are too high, but when sure. would you say, hey, you know what? I think your standards are 
some of them you could probably dial back on them. When when would it be mm-hmm. too like they they might be too unrealistic? I think I think that only comes when uh, life can teach you some excellent lessons. When life teaches you a lesson, uh, and and you have to yield to the lesson of life, that's when you know you need to adjust your playbook. You were a coach, mm-hmm. so you set up a strategy. You know, you set a strategy to beat your opponent, but sometimes when you show up, the opponent does something that was unanticipated. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so now you have to learn to adjust. So when I talk to you about the conversations you've had that uh, helped you develop your war chest, that's what I mean. Mm-hmm. You've had some previous experiences that you can draw on. You know, I don't want to draw a line in the sand for you because your experience is certainly going to be different than mine. But allow your previous experiences to teach you and guide you into your next ones. That's awesome. Dr. Diz, before we before we wrap it up, I do I do want to give you the opportunity to um share your website and, and mm-hmm. how they can, how listeners can contact you because sure. like I said, I I definitely have grown and, and, and have you know had success because I listened to you know, you, you took time out and I listened to what you you you, you gave me and I was able mm-hmm. to implement it. And mm-hmm. you know it has has worked, and I, and I thank God that he that you 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 did that, and mm-hmm. I didn't have to um you know you you did it out of the the kindness of your heart. So I, sure. I want to you know want to thank you for that, but I want to also sure. give you know uh, give you an opportunity to share what you mm-hmm. you know which which you got going on. So um, and then Great. I also put the link in the notes Great. for the, the on this episode. Great, excellent. So you know, as you know, I've been a, a a speaker, trainer, coach trained through John Maxwell and several other organizations to just do that, to be that speaker, trainer and coach. Uh, I've gained a lot of success in just doing that. Um, speaking is something that I've loved to do for years and years. It's all about the content of your speaking, speaking at this point. Of course, I'm a preacher. So yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. a major part of it. Uh, in my, my entrepreneurial life, I have a business called Motivating Factor. We were established in 1995, and I'm the CEO of that uh, business organization. And again, that's based upon speaking, training, and coaching. One of the best things that we've been able to do is provide individuals with uh, a strong knowledge and background for preparing business uh, plans. Okay. So we've helped individuals to prepare their business plans, help coach them in becoming the leader that they would want to be. Uh, and, you know, we, we all have aspirations to do great things, but sometimes we aspire to do things that are just not within our realm uh, of creation and, and, you know, just achievement. So we've been able to have those conversations with a lot of young um, entrepreneurs, okay. uh, also working with some seasoned uh, individuals as well, because I think everybody could benefit from having a life coach. Everybody could benefit if you're an entrepreneur from having a business coach. Mm-hmm. So we've set we've set that side um, of the business up to provide those opportunities for individuals as well as organizations. So if you're one of those persons or if you're a business owner and you've got several people within your organization and they're looking to be promoted or you're looking to promote them and you want an assessment of their skill set, what are some areas that you'd like to see them grow and set goals within? We've done that kind of work. So. It, it, we've been blessed, man, to do a lot of different things, and and God has uh, positioned us now um, so that we could just operate in that space and do the business. So, motivating factor is moving ahead. That's awesome. Thank you, uh, Doctor Dez, for that. And like sure. I said, I'm gonna make sure I get the you know put the link to your website mm-hmm. on the episode so 
you know, someone can absolutely uh, connect with you if they're if that's something that they're looking to do. Yeah. Um, Great. It's simple. www.motivatingfactor.org. OK, you can find us. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate Hey, Dr. Dez. I really appreciate your time today and you coming on and, and, and blessing us with your wisdom and, you know, just coming on and, and talking. I really appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, thank you, my brother. I appreciate you reaching out to me. And if there's ever anything I can do to help you, you know where I am. You can always reach me. Yeah. I wish you nothing but success. I appreciate it. Yeah, this is uh, this was in my humble opinion with Chaz Douglas. Please uh, follow or write a review for the for the podcast. And if someone, you know, Doctor Dez was talking about uh, life coaching, I also do, you know, book coaching. Yeah. So if anybody's looking to get their story out. Um, yeah. going to chazdouglas.com and I would love to connect with you and work with you on getting that story and, and getting your, your information out. Uh, again, Dr. Dale, I really appreciate your time and very inspirational uh, to me. I, you know, I really look up to you. Thank you, my brother. I appreciate it and uh, keep on doing great things. We're in your corner.